Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 333. We're looking at Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 through 12. Let's read our passage. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source, and I was not taught it, but it came by a revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, we're just looking at these two verses in Paul's letter to the Galatian church. He began with a chastisement of them for turning away from the gospel and putting the centrality of the gospel. It says, if anybody should preach to you a gospel different from what I preach to you, then let them be accursed. If, if we do it, if angels do it, if anybody does it, let them be accursed accursed because there is only one gospel. Now this begins a section of, I guess we could call it a historical background, where Paul's looking at his background, because it's important, because this is the gospel that he has brought them, so his life is part of that. Now it's not just issues about him, because it's not about him. It's about the gospel, but it's about the events in his life that have led to this. So nowhere does he talk about how he felt about things, how overjoyed he was at this, or disappointed by that, or hurt by that, or threatened by this. It's always, these are the facts, because his point is the gospel. He began with the centrality of the gospel. There's only one gospel. Now, The rest of chapter 1 and chapter 2 are talking about this historical background, specifically focused on his life and interaction with others, but it's all about the gospel. Then in chapters 3 and 4, he will have a a theological content of the letter and then an ethical outcome in chapters 5 and 6. So let's begin the historical background here, starting in verse 11. He says, for I want you to know. Paul says this, or something like this, several times in his writings. I want you to know, or he uses a, sometimes he words it, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now this is just a a phrase that Paul uses, much like when Jesus would say, amen, amen, or verily, verily, I say unto you. It's that this, this is important I want to be clear about this. So when Paul says, for I want you to know, or I don't want you to be ignorant, he's basically saying, okay, let's make this very clear. This is important. And Paul makes a distinction between primary issues and secondary issues. There's a few times in his writings where he says things like, well, I don't really have a position on that, or God hasn't made that clear to me. Other things he's very clear about. And this is one of them because he's talking about the essence of the gospel. And that is vital importance. This is what we base our salvation on. And so this isn't some just doctrinal nuance. This is the centrality of what Christianity is. And so he says, I want you to know. He says, I want you to know brothers and sisters. Now, the original Greek language just has the word Adelphos, which means brothers. But some English translations translate that to brothers and sisters, because he doesn't just mean 
the men. He means his fellow believers. And so to make it fit in our English, um, this translation of the Christian Standard Bible is translated to brothers and sisters. For I want you to know my fellow siblings in the Lord. And the point here he's making is they are siblings in God's family. They are brothers and sisters. They are related because of their common faith. And he used the word back in verse 2 when he talked about sending you this letter from Paul and the brothers who are with me. So it's the same term, you know, they are my brothers because of our common faith, and you are my brothers. That makes you their, their brothers. So this commonality of faith, it's a family deal. He uses it seven more times in, in the rest of the letter, this idea of brothers, of this familial link. And it's out of a familial concern that he writes this. He honestly cares about these people. It's not just about being right. It's he doesn't want them to be lost. And so it's a, it's a true concern for them that he is writing this letter because their eternity depends on the gospel, having the right gospel, the only gospel. So as I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. So the gospel preached by me Interesting words here. The word gospel, the, the Greek word is euangelion, and it's a, a compound word. Angelion is where we get the word angel, means message. Angel's a messenger. Angelion is a message. Angels are sent to bring a message. And so, you, eu, it's a prefix that means good. So, euangelion just means good message. That's why we call it good news. The word gospel is from Old English, good story. And so, euangelion, the gospel, the good news, preached by me. Now, the word preached is the verb form of gospel. So, it's euangelizo, which means to preach the gospel. So, the gospel that I preach the gospel to by... That's what he's referring to here. So it's not just the idea of what I preached to you, but specifically the gospel that I gospeled to you is not of human origin. It's, it's all about the gospel. And we mean by the gospel is that essence of Christianity. It's what do you need to know to be saved? It's that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for our sins, was raised by the Father, and that we can be forgiven of sins because of his sacrifice on the cross. So, you know, it's the essence of the gospel, and it's of vital importance. Now, he says here, the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. Well, it's true. Nobody's gospel is of human origin. People didn't make it up. It is the message from God. Verse 12, he says, For I did not receive it from a human source, and I was not taught it, but it came by a revelation of Jesus Christ. So what's so special about the gospel that Paul has, and how is it different from the gospel that everyone else has, the other apostles? Well, it's not. And nowhere does he say his gospel is different 
What's different is how he got it. So the gospel itself, his gospel, it's the same gospel that the other apostles are preaching. In fact, in a little while, uh, in the letter, he will go to great lengths to show that there's no difference in his gospel and Peter's gospel. They both preach the same gospel. What's different is how he got it. So he says, I didn't receive it from a human source. I was not taught it. It came from a revelation of Jesus Christ. What he's talking about is uh, experience on the Damascus Road when the risen Jesus appeared to him. Now, he's not saying he didn't know anything prior to that. He's not saying, gosh, I never heard a thing about the gospel until Jesus appeared to me. Remember, Paul was a very learned Pharisee and was hunting down Christians because of the danger of what they were teaching. So had he not known a whole lot about what they were teaching, he wouldn't have recognized the danger of it and been so zealously opposed to it. So he knew about Christianity. He knew the gospel. He knew a whole lot more than most Jews probably did about Christianity. So when he says, I didn't receive it from a human source, he's not saying I didn't know anything. What he's talking about here is that revelation of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. In some respects, that's just saying that's when it all became true to him. Now, there was something revealed to him in the way of information, but the basics of Christianity, that stuff he already knew. What happened on the road to Damascus is when it all became true. Now, this last phrase, he says, it came to him by a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, what does he actually mean there? And if you get into the Greek language, it's, uh, this noun revelation is a genitive noun. And uh, people who know stuff about Greek say it could be either a subjective genitive or an objective genitive. And the, uh, the difference would be in what it actually means. Because it's a, if it's a subjective genitive, then this revelation of Jesus Christ means something that Jesus revealed to Paul. But if it's an objective genitive, then it means it's the revelation of Jesus Christ revealing himself to Paul. So which is it? I think Paul's purposely being a little uh, ambiguous here in that he means both. It's both the revelation of Jesus revealing himself and also revealing something to Paul. Now, the statement that Paul makes here about that uh, this gospel came to him from a divine source, the Gnostics took that and ran with it of, okay, Paul's got special knowledge that came to him directly from God, and they used Paul as their single source and kind of ignored the other apostles, and they kind of emulated that of having secret knowledge. Now, that came down the road much later, but the Gnostics uh, well, latched onto this statement here by Paul and, and ran with it. What Paul's saying here is, Paul's been preaching a gospel. He's been preaching the gospel. So there's not a Paul gospel and a Peter gospel and a John gospel and a James gospel. Paul talks a lot about James and Peter, the pillars of the church in Jerusalem. And he will mention them each three times in this letter, not distancing himself from them, but showing his link to them. Uh, but where Paul is different is that 
he wasn't there like they were with Jesus during all these events and then preached this gospel. He received it directly, the, the truth of it, not as an eyewitness to the events as they took place, but by this revelation of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. So there's only one gospel. It's not a Paul gospel and a other guy's gospel. It's the gospel. That's where Paul led off in chapter 1 here with. You can't depart from the gospel because it's the only gospel. You can't change the gospel. There's only one gospel. And if you mess with it, then you don't have the gospel. So the focus is on the gospel as Paul begins this historical background to his interaction with the gospel. It's all leading up to what the gospel is. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.